A good Friday to one and all. Welcome and welcome back to yet another episode of Sometimes the Old Man is Right. As always, I am your host, Lamont Ferguson, playing the role of the old man, the old man out to sea. That's this version, because I am on the cruise ship and I am out to sea. And I've been out for a, a bit of time now. So it's been a week. It's been a week since I jumped on the ship. Got three more days to continue or to complete this part of this 10-day cruise. I'm back working. Feels good. Feels nice. How you doing? What's the good word? Thanks for being here. This is episode number nine. Episode 9, my goodness, what? where has the time gone for sometimes the old man is right? So I am enjoying ship life. Celebrity does it right. This is not a paid endorsement. Well, I guess kind of it is. I am being paid to sit here and whatever I'm doing, I'm being paid to do. I like to consider myself a professional basketball player that tells jokes occasionally because that's what I do. I'm up to two-a-days on the basketball court, just working out, doing drills, getting shooting done. So I'm living the opposite of Blake Griffin's life because Blake tells jokes on the side, but he plays basketball for a living. And I'm working on a a script treatment where we kind of switch bodies, a little Freaky Friday type of thing. Like I said, I am enjoying some ship life. Celebrity Cruise does it well. It's very nice. It's a three-show week, two of those on one night, another show on another night, late night thing. That's not bad. There is a drawback, if you consider it. Uh, I consider myself, I look at it this way. I am a precious cargo. That's the way I look at it. Because I went to get off at the first port, which was Puerto Rico. And I've been there many times. And I was looking forward to going in, having my little mofongo. Hmm? You get that in your system. It's good for your soul. Little mofongo. It's also fun to say. Mofongo. And then I was told by the security, uh, the message here is that to you, you're not allowed to leave the ship. And the thing about it is I wasn't really that mad. I was like, okay, all right. I, like I said, I, I view myself as being precious cargo, which doesn't say much for the... <laughs> paying customers that they're all allowed to go off and get whatever but me they're like no we got to make sure we keep you safe from everything just take care of you while you're on the ship i'm going to treat you like veal so so i am veal and i'm i'm not mad about it not mad at all it uh, it didn't take long to get acclimated back to ship life being away from, I remember the count, 634 days, it did not take long at all. The sleep cycle did take a bit much to get used to because of the fact that you're changing time zones. I live in the PST, flew to the EST, and then you get on the ship and then they add another island. I don't even know what ST that is. It's a one more hour ST. I know that. So I, I'm four hours ahead of uh, home, and that took a bit getting used to. 
Cause I'd sleep for like three hours and be wide awake for two hours and then go back to sleep. But I found out the singer on board said that he suffered from the same thing for the first few days that, so, but after that, it's slowly but surely getting to a regular sleep cycle. So shows are good. People are good. Cruise line treats me well. Life is back to where it was kind of. It is very interesting, the security measures that are are in place, the health and safety protocols. I guess that would be the best way to describe them because that's what they are. So you get a test 48 hours before you have to board the ship. And then as soon as you get ready to board the ship, they give you another test, which they will not let you get on the ship until they have the results of that most recent test. So that uh, that's interesting. Because what it leads to is questions. And you really don't want questions. Like, I'm a rules-following guy. Whatever the guidelines are, I trust there are people who are smarter than me that know something. But once there starts to be cracks in that where I question it, then it becomes a chasm for the people that just question it in the first place. The whole idea of, well, why are we getting a test 48 hours prior? Because you can't get it 49 hours. You can't get it 50. You can't. You have to get it a precise. It has to be within a 48-hour time span. Uh, but then why am I getting a test right before I get to the ship and you won't let me on before I get to the ship when I took this test earlier? Both of them to say that they're negative. But then a specific title or line on the most recent test that says, oh, by the way, this does not exclude you from having COVID. Okay. So what are we doing? What exactly are we doing? You understand how you're making this chasm large enough for all of these anti-maskers, COVID is a hoax people to jump into? If you're telling me that you have one test 48 hours and you have another test 48 seconds before coming on board or 48 minutes. Let's say that because they say it takes 40 minutes for the results. So 48 minutes before coming on board. And yet you're still telling me, by the way, we're still not sure that you have COVID. Like I said, what are we doing? What exactly are we trying to accomplish with this? I don't understand what we're trying to get out are we trying to make sure that it's not there, but it is there? We're not sure when it's there. So like I said, I, my only problem is I don't like questions coming from my end and I'm a rules follower because then I can see how it opens up the ends for the people that just don't want to follow any rules. So that's a little weird. But other than that, you get on the ship, you take off your mask and you just mill about like normal or what normal used to be. I, I just, it does take a little bit for me to get used to the dress code. Like every, I don't know if any of you out there have been on ships, but how it works is there's not much of a dress code, but there's one night out of the week where they would like you to dress up. And from what I've seen, very few people adhere to this rule or it's not a rule, just a suggestion. And, uh, and I can understand because, you know, you're trying to be, efficient with your packing that now you got to pack a ball gown or a tux or a suit in there that takes up space especially if it's just for one night but you know i i go on state so i i got 
dress clothes as it is. But I just didn't understand. I had to ask my uh, room steward. I go, tonight's a formal night, right? Because on the program, they said evening chic. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what that means. I know we're trying to be fancy with words, but could you just put formal? Because I don't know what evening... Evening, I understand. I get that. I understand day and evening. Chic, I don't know what that means. That's that's one of those words that does not pop up all the time and really kind of needs some clarification. So it seems to be a fancier way of saying formal, which is even fancier. I saw a couple of people that were in evening chic. I was in just formal. I, I'm not a designer. I'm not Ralph Lauren or Gucci or anyone else. I ran out of designers' names. I, I wore a suit. Is that that seemed to be sufficient? The one thing I will tell you about working is uh, in this business. It is odd. Uh, Lewis Johnson and I who co-host a good green room every monday at 5 p.m eastern on facebook live you can check that out we were talking about the level of disrespect that comics get no matter what i have a piece that requires a uh, projection screen to be lowered and i understand the techs don't want to raise them and then lower them I'm not really sure. I don't know if there's a finite number of ups and downs in a uh, motor as far as a screen goes or if it's a time thing. But because it took up all the stage, I had to walk up and down stairs to do this. And and look, look, I'm working on it. I'm up to two a days, but I am old, which there's nothing I can do about that. And I'm fat. And old and fat is not a combination that wants to be walking up and down stairs to get on stage uh, on a nightly basis. So I would rather have come from backstage, but you can't because the screen is there and they didn't want to raise the screen. All right, I get it. But it, it, there's just other times where people go, well, the comics could just go around. Because the very next night, the singer, who was fantastic, by the way, Travis Clover, I'm going to have to look up his name and maybe get it to you, but uh, he was great. He played uh, uh, in Jersey Boys. He played the Frankie Valley role in Jersey Boys, the longest running actor to play that role, who is uh, phenomenal. But on his show, you know how he enters? He comes up through the stage. They got a hydraulic lift that comes up through the stage. I didn't know that was an option. That wasn't even presented to me as the option. You mean I could come up through the stage? Sure, let's let's try that over-the-top entrance for a comedian. But let the comedian make that call that it's over-the-top, not tech people. Because I bet nobody questioned when Travis said, hey, you know what, I'd like to come up from the stage, through the stage. They probably went, okay, cool, we'll just make that happen, because he's a singer. All right, let him come up through the stage. Comedian, all right, just trot out there. Just go out there, funny dude. Tell your dumb jokes. I, I don't understand why it's the lowest level of respect in show business. Uh, we, we've come to the conclusion that maybe it's because everyone can identify with doing something that the comic has done. I think I've talked about this before. That the comic, everyone has been funny. 
everyone's been funny in front of their friends. Everyone's been funny. At some point in time, they have gotten a laugh. And uh, so then they equate what you do as being nothing out of the extraordinary because not everyone can sing. Not everyone can play an instrument. And uh, so therefore they don't view that as being something unique, you standing there and telling jokes. I've had a stage tech, t I asked for a stool and I had a stage tech tell me, uh, do you really need a stool for a 15 minute set? Like, so now you're making the call as to what I need. I'm the performer, but this is the level of disrespect that takes place for comics across the board. So it's nothing really new. I just don't, I just don't understand it. I don't, I really don't understand it. And especially myself as a person who can tell jokes, who can play an instrument and can sing a little bit. I can, I can do what they used to call a carry a tune. That's what I can do. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to incorporate all of that into the act during rehearsal. Well, then they say, Hey, would you like to come up through the floor? The other thing uh, that has taken place other than multiple trips to basketball, which uh, is going along very well, by the way, I like how I am feeling with that. So I'm using the cruise ship as a, uh, for lack of better term, as you know, when someone goes to prison and all they have to do is work out, that's, that's how I'm viewing working on the ship is that all I've got to do is work out. I'm eating well, uh, I'm eating healthy and, uh, getting all those exercise times in two a days in basketball and, uh, We'll see what the outcome is. Hopefully, the outcome will be uh, swole. I, I don't even know what that means. But it'll be better than what I have been. I miss walking the kid to school. Tell you that much. It's only been a week, but I do miss watch, walking the kid to school and hearing about the rocks. The, the time goes by. A week. So I got two more weeks out on uh, Celebrity, then another four days on Princess, and then I'll be back home. So I'll be back home before you know it, is how it works. The other news is uh, this, which uh, is kind of funny, because nothing really has gotten me fired up while I've been out, because I've not really done much. I, I don't watch TV, because I felt I did that during the whole quarantine stay at home part of the pandemic. And now that I'm at the, Hey, you can work part of the pandemic. I believe that's the best way to start putting it as opposed to saying that we're out of it. Just say, this is the different part of it. I don't really watch the television. I'm not watching the news. I'll watch sports, but I'm not watching the news. And I didn't watch much news when I was at home towards the tail end because of the fact that it just, you know, it, it, it just makes you angry. So I've only seen bits and pieces of things, the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case and the Ahmaud Arbery case, and that all seems to be insane. All of it seems to be insanity. But uh, so I got a text from my oldest son, Alex, which uh, is always nice. It's always nice to hear from uh, the kids, especially the older ones, because, you know, they have lives. So he wished me well on the high seas and said that he had taken a DNA test and wanted to share the results with me. And uh, I said, sure, I'd love to, to see that. So he sent me the form that they get with the results. 
And uh, it was very interesting. Because, well, if those of you don't know that uh, Alex uh, Alex and Sydney are mixed race, their their mother's Caucasian, and uh, I'm not, as you, you know. They, uh, so he sends me the results, and the results break down as uh, this. They break down that uh, European and Sub-Saharan African, all right? So his uh, European breakdown, French and German, British and Irish, there's some, uh, another category is broadly Northwestern European. But here's the weird thing. It's 59.2%. He's 59.2% European. 59? There's only two people involved. There should be 50 50. So then you start thinking, oh my goodness, that means that I, being the other part of that equation, am not 100% African lineage. Not that I thought that I would be. But when you see it in numbers, it's a little, I would say unsettling, but it surprising, let's say. Just uh, one of those things you go, huh, really? That's what it is. You, you do that. It's a huh, really moment. So he is 59.2% European, and then he's 39.9% Sub-Saharan African, which, by the way, that doesn't equal up to 100%. It equals 99.1%. But anyway, if you were to double the intake that that is 79.9% sub-Saharan African. So that would be that I, working backwards here, am 79.9% sub-Saharan African. That's uh, That's over 20% that would end up being European but then that still is... See, you understand how the math works and no matter how it works, there's still a percentage of me and my DNA that is uh, European. And I'm not sure what what it is. I mean, it, it harkens back to, well, there's slavery and that whole situation that takes place. But then there also could be just regular love, someone, you know black that got involved with someone that's European. It could be that. Whatever it is. Like I said, it's a huh moment. Because there's more there's more European in me than I would have gathered. And more European in me than I believe the life that I've been living. Because I'm pretty sure I've been living a 110% black life that has offset this European thing. And uh, somebody owes me a level of, uh, of a, what is it? What's the, what's the thing called? The white, white privilege. That's the word I'm looking for. I, I don't believe that I'm getting the, uh, the degree of white privilege that my DNA 
is uh, saying. Or maybe I maybe I have to just take the DNA to find out what the real breakdown is. Because this working backwards thing, that's not how the science works. What am I, Gil Grissom and CSI? Anyway, I found that very interesting, that that is uh, the case as to how the breakdown of the DNA works. Or it could be just more of, more of his mother's DNA. It's very strong and oppressing his black DNA. <laughs> All right, folks. It's a quick episode, a quick hitter. Get in, get you updated, tell you what's happening. Not much happening. I'll be back in Florida on Monday. Turn around, we'll do the whole thing again. I thank you for tuning in. The 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 uh, downloads have been increasing and uh, gaining steam. So props to you folks out there for for doing that. I appreciate that. Appreciate you getting the word out, telling other people who don't like people about what this one person is doing. You can get all of your Lamont Ferguson information at lamontferguson.com. That's the headquarters of all things Lamont Ferguson. Every Monday, I told you, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Lewis Johnson and myself talking a good green room, Facebook Live. You can check into that. Check out the Amazon special. Would you do that if you got Amazon Prime? Drop a drop a review on that thing to offset the ridiculous reviews that have been said on the You Had All Day uh, special that I did for Amazon Prime. Other than that, I wish you the best of weeks. I will be at sea doing sea things. As always, sometimes I'm out on a limb. Sometimes I'm yelling, barking at the moon. Is that what that phrase is? Little loony? That's what happens then. But sometimes the old man is right. I'll see you next week.